Howdy, and welcome to the Aggie Greats podcast. My name is Kenner, and I'm so glad you joined us this week as we dive deep to understand what makes the great, great. Here on Aggie Greats, we get real as we answer some tough questions and uncover transformative ways to live life to the fullest. We're so glad you're along for the journey, so let's pursue greatness. Well, howdy and welcome back to the Aggie Greats podcast. Today is the very first episode of our mini series, which is going to be focused on a framework that we've called the 5C framework. If you guys didn't listen back to the episode that we had two weeks ago, which outlined the overall vision of what this framework looks like and how it applies to not just identifying Aggie grades, but also things that we're striving towards as aspiring Aggie grades, things that we're looking for in this framework that we're going to be outlining throughout next five or eight weeks as we sprinkle these in. This is going to be the very first episode of that series. We've brought in my dad to outline the, the framework because he's built a number of successful companies and has used this framework to allow him to maintain a high level of excellence in the companies that he's built and to also hold the other people in his organizations to that standard. So, Dad, welcome to the podcast. Uh, it's great to be here, Kenner. Thanks. Awesome. Well, what's the importance of having a framework? Well, I think if you were to ask people about what they really believe, their values within their organization, they may come up with slogans, but a framework goes deeper. It says, in order of priority, what are the main th principles? What are the pillars in which we're going to live by within our journey together in a corporate environment yeah. or in a family environment? And so I think as I've experienced that, maybe 5% are able to articulate what they really are about in that domain of life. And so one of the big changes in our uh, journey as building organizations was to set that as what we call five C's. Gotcha. Today we are focused on the very first one, which is core values or core values from God. Kind of explain how you developed this five C framework and how it's helped you in your different journeys. When I got out of college, as you were about to do, I candidly didn't know exactly where I was going in, in, in my professional journey. And so I took a six month sabbatical and went to Europe and really thought about it pretty deeply with a dear friend of mine. And I was in Florence one day and sitting in one of those plazas to buy these beautiful buildings. And I asked an older man there drinking coffee, who owns these properties? And he said, the, he said, these are grandissimo. They go back to the founders of Florence. Something happened during that conversation. I fell in love with the idea that someday I might build a real estate company that would own great properties. Ultimately, we came back. I came back, got my MBA, did my law degree. And I started in this journey of building a real estate company that would own what we now call irreplaceable corners, which goes back to that time I was sitting with that gentleman many, many years ago. And that journey was was exciting. I've I feel so blessed on the, the professional side of my life and how much enjoyment I've received from that journey. But the one thing that I noticed about halfway into my journey when I was in my mid-30s was that we were making, we were having success on the hard side of business, buying great real estate, so forth, but we were missing something deeply, and there was a lid on our organization. We'd grown it to about $100 million. I was shocked that it had gone there, but we couldn't go any further, it seemed. And as we really thought about it, we thought, you know what, we're not spending enough time on the soft side the culture. And that began the journey 
of coming up with what we call today the 5C framework. And candidly, once we determined what that framework was, which we call the 5Cs, it opened up doors that we couldn't believe. Our company grew from $100 million to $1.5 billion. We were able to go on New York Stock Exchange. We were able to create historical returns as a REIT for our shareholders. But more than that, we developed a a culture within our organization where we truly, I believe, uh, loved each other. And it wasn't perfect, but our community was so strong that even today, years after we've sold the company, we run into each other, and it is a delight to be um, there. Yeah. So the, the framework, candidly, is take kind of the number one position as I look in the rearview mirror of life on the importance of that professional journey. That wow. Through. What makes that section so important to the overall framework? So let me give you a little background first of how we got to that first C. So we read all the books, the Drucker books, the Collins books, uh, all the business books. I even went to Harvard over three years on a kind of sabbatical and met with 150 other CEOs from around the world. And we spent 99% of our time on strategy, mm -hmm. right? But during that period of time, as we would all come together as leaders from different parts of the world, the conversations we would have is the culture. What keeps people on the platform and mm -hmm. how does that work? So I would come back from that, from Boston to talk not about strategy because we had our strategy down pretty well. We were, we were doing pretty well. But how could we really build the best culture mm. in the universe? I mean, that was our, that was, yeah. that was our, our job. When everybody's pursuing that. We are. And, and even in the pursuit of it, I think distinguishes you yeah. from other organizations. But, you know, Drucker, Peter Drucker, the father of modern American businesses, culture eats strategy for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it's true. And because what happens is you can't build a Super Bowl team without a tremendous culture. Yeah. And unlike a football team that kind of changes every year, we don't want our people to change. Yeah. We want those people, we want to get the very best, and we want them to stay on the team for their career. And, right. it, and so our culture is a little different, and, and so we had to treat it a little different than a football culture. It was a lifelong journey together, hopefully. And we said the first C has to be the same C that our nation gets its values from, mm. or our communities get their values from. And it reflects the motto of the United States, in God we trust. And when you read our founding documents, the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, we speak of the Creator, God. Every president puts his hand on the Bible. That's where the values come from. And that was an awakening within our organization when maybe we were about 20 people, that our core values come from God, just like they do our nation. Now, that doesn't mean that we were walking up and down the, the hallways checking people's faith. We said that that's what we stand for as an organization, the same source of our values as our nation. But we expect you to whatever your faith might be, to reflect those values yeah. in the way you live your life, character. And then the competence area is, is also a Judeo-Christian tradition, which is that you're given gifts and that you are to be wholehearted in the way that you live those gifts out Yeah, and so forth. So the core values from God changed everything. When we 
finally came to the place in our organization where we stood strong on that, even as we went to Wall Street. And I had a conversation from our banker as we had our values out on our website, core values from God being number one, and he was a dear friend. He called me and said, Carr, we're about to go on a road, you know, on our road trip. That first C, can we modify that because it will close some doors? They'll think, well, you know. And so I took it back to our group and I said, here's the dilemma. We've worked this, we've worked so hard to get to this place where we now can become a public company. And I was so proud of my CFO, Chad Brown, who turned and said, well, I guess we're not going public. <laughs> <laughs> and I think his voice was the same sentiment throughout the organization. Yeah. This is where our values come from. This is where our nation gets its values. And uh, so we went public and had no problem raising our capital. And And I think in some ways, when people know that your values come from that source and you truly are trying to live those values out, mm -hmm. mistakes will be made. You're going to have to say, I'm sorry, we're... We, we're not perfect. But if people know that you're sincere about where you, your values and they come from that place, ultimately there's some trust that gets built. Yeah. And ultimately it becomes a very strong pillar in your corporate identity. And it's not a negative. It may be in some domains, but it was the difference that mattered in our journey. And probably the most important decision we ever made in the 40 years that I've been in corporate life. Tell me some other surprising things that have kind of come out of that first C framework. There's so many, and that's why it's first in the list. It's not second, it's not third, it has to be first in my opinion. There have been so many blessings that's flowed out when we look to God, we look to the scriptures, the way we're going to live our lives together. It's incredible. There have been a lot of blessings that have flowed out of putting, I think, core values from God at the front of our cultural framework. It's been night and day in our journey. Why? Well, first of all, it affects everything else. Your character is not a Hollywood character. It's a character that hopefully reflects biblical standards, love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, those, those type of things. They're universal, but we're saying that's the kind of character we're talking about. Yeah. The competence is not so much that we have all Harvard MBAs coming in. It's that, yeah, we want people who come to work wound up. Why? God's given them a gift. They want to use it in their daily life, and they come in wanting to be wholehearted in whatever they do to mm -hmm. that regard. It's a big difference. Yeah. yeah. First of all, a quote that kind of stands out to me is, you don't stand for anything, you'll fall for everything. Right. And I've probably mentioned that in a bunch of different episodes that I've done. But I think when it directly relates here to this topic is, if you don't have a framework, if you don't have an outline through which you see the world and through which you make decisions, it's really, really hard to be consistent. And I think consistency, if we were to add a sixth C to this framework, consistency is really good because... When you look at leaders and they have a one-off idea that just kind of explodes into something that's amazing, but what happens is oftentimes they're those leaders who do that and then they just drop off the map right after their success dies off. But then you have other people who come in 
And those people who have a framework and a mindset of how am I going to succeed and what are those principles that it looks like? And that's where I think that that consistency piece falls in where this framework allows you to have that consistency of performance across the board. It does. And it really is, you know, Socrates says, know thyself. That was, what, what do you mean by that? Well, it's what you stand for. Just like you said, what are the values you stand for that are going to be enduring? You know, when we set up the, started really getting serious about our framework, we read all these books, you know, that I've read several times, good to great, all, you know, terrific books, Dr Drucker, C.S. Lewis. And the enduring companies that we became attracted to were also those who were building teams that were enduring, mm. friendships, lifelong friendships. They were doing something for the community, not to get credit for it, but because it came out it flowed out of who they were as individuals and as who they wanted to be as a company. How do you generate that desire within the framework? How do you get people to buy into the framework? You talk about it. And you talk about it during the interview process. And it, and it self-selects 5C people. So some people will come in and go, well, no, 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 I'm doing this for the paycheck. And others go, I like what you've just said. I have this gift, this is the seat on the bus that I want, and I want to be the very best I can possibly be. And it sounds like your culture allows me to be that. Mm -hmm. And now we have to commit, yes, we're gonna do everything we can to allow your giftedness to soar. And then the, the next C is communication because 60% business problems, marriage problems, all problems interpersonal are faulty communication. So we spent a lot of time talking about, and I'll let, we'll unpack that maybe at a different time, yeah. communication. But the final C changed from chemistry to community. Why? Because the first C doesn't talk about chemistry. Right. You know, high five, football, you know, we win the, the Super Bowl. It talks about community, a whole different thing. How shall we live together? And ultimately, the other four Cs are all going to go away. And we will only be left with community because yeah. those people are the ones that we'll live with in eternity. And so we think about community in those terms. And we also then start asking ourselves, well, should we be helping, really helping, not just helping for advertising purposes, but helping in, in the community we live in? And after getting the team together, we started a charity, a 501c3 inside the corporation itself yeah. called Pathways for Little Feet. And it's been amazing. We would go through recessions and so forth like everybody else does, but our goal was to help children become adopted. And through the grace of God, we've done over 650 children helping them get adopted. We have a farm in Ukraine that helps older orphans, and we have a, a ministry for aftercare for those who are going through difficult times. Yeah. It's been cool to see that journey through through Christina, our sister, who's right. adopted from Russia. I think that's kind of obviously where it all started. It was. And using that uh, framework and that love to kind of pour into other people. I think that that's kind of the focus at the end of the day. Well, it is. You know, we adopted Christina, and then I don't think you would be here or Graham would be here without her because I think as she came back, we were gifted with, with you and Graham at a time when we were having difficulty, find, you know, having children. So not only did, did Christina come in and is an important part of our family, but I think through her, we have you and Graham, and now we have 650 other children. Yeah. Because of the, that, that journey that are now in loving families. 
And as we put those children's pictures up on the wall, up and down the corporate wall, we would have some tough days, right, as a public company. Yeah. But when people would walk down that hallway and see those children whose name now are sons and daughters no longer orphaned, it made a big difference in the culture of the company. Oh, for sure. And so the five C's, starting with core values from God, transformed us not only, I think, into a good company because we kept the very best people. They liked the culture. And our team was, it was a Super Bowl team. Yeah. And it created fantastic results for our investors. But at the end of the day, as we all came together in, in a room and hugged each other after we'd sold the company, it was the friendships, the fellowship, the love that we share that is irreplaceable. And the community as well that you've created from that. Yeah, that was the thing that made, as I look in the rear view mirror of my professional life, something that is just remarkable to me, brings back great joy, but that's, that's, the, that's the most important is the community that framework created. So I would encourage anybody who's starting their journey as a young man or woman into the professional domain to write down an order of priority, what are the four, five, six principles by which they will live and put it in your own language, mm. make it your own and be flexible. It's a breathing document. And as you gain experience, you may change those, but, and you're welcome to look at ours. It's just a, it's a 30 year document now. Yeah. And you're welcome to use it as a starting place if you would like. But make it your own. That's going to be the key. And then live by it. And the journey will be a good one. That's awesome. What's your biggest advice to people my age? Yeah. So, so my strong advice is to be really competent and do great work on building your, your hard side, the math, the finance, those things. But even more important, by large measure, if you're going to talk about success in life, build your personal framework. Be intentional about answering the question, how shall I now live? How shall we live together in this organization? And write those pillars down in order of priority. What's the most important? I strongly encourage you, make the first one where you're going to get your values from. And I would encourage you to think seriously about core values from God. Use ours as a model if you would like, but then change it. Make it your own. If I had done that earlier, I think I would have looked back on some of those years that in some ways are wasteland, it would have been a lot better. And yeah. that at the end of the day, now many years later from that time we sold, is the thing I look back on. When we're looking at building what, whatever community it is, whether it's the Aggie Greats community or a community within your, your company or your organization, Oftentimes, we as leaders get so caught up in the community piece, which in our framework is the very last thing. But we we don't see the four things, the core values, character, competence that drive up to the community. And as we start to develop an understanding of each one of these, that's going to help you understand how can we actually build an effective community that lasts forever. So. Thank you so much for coming on for this episode. We are going to be back next week or the week after as we continue the mini-sode series focusing on these 5C frameworks. But thank you so much again, Dad. Love to have you on here, and we will see you guys next time. Great to be here.